What's up, Ordinaries? Today we hear from a man who is a radio and television guru. He's also a missionary and a fifth degree black belt in the art of Taekwondo. My friend and former roommate, Timothy J. Price. I'm a simple Did that? I mean, have you done a video call with pretty much everybody except for the people you've done live with? Yeah. Yep. You could record it and then put it on YouTube and just have it be a unlisted or private channel. But that doesn't create a an RSS a single RSS feed for iTunes to call. I understand you? People would have to access it differently. It oh, you just say go on YouTube and watch the episodes. Right. Yeah. You could either listen oh, to it or yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Timmy. We're trying to we're trying to be we're trying to bootstrap, but we're also trying to be professional. So we're well, going saying, if you put, we're going all if you, podcast you video, platforms. Though, you can record the video, uh-huh. screen record, and so it would be a much better connection. Which is what the well, then how are you going to listen on iTunes <laughs> or Stitcher <laughs> the goal is or where or where iTunes. or wherever you get your podcasts? <laughs> the goal is to be able to listen to wherever you get your podcasts. So I still uh, got to. I do, thought the goal was to connect with other people and to bring people together. Okay. Via podcast. Um, <laughs> um, you realize you realize you're on a podcast, right, Timmy? You're on a podcast. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> um, so, so actually, I still need to add two more. Fl- I need to add Spotify and iHeartRadio. So, okay. um, once we get that, I can say uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Wherever you get your podcasts or whatever. And I think I have a crying child coming in the background. Nice. Which um, one? It's the oldest one. Her bottom is bothering her. Is what I just heard. <laughs> I thought that's what I heard too, but... Yeah. So, Timmy Price, welcome to the podcast. Has this all been part of the podcast so far? Oh, it's going to get used, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I drop it at the beginning or somewhere in the middle, it's going to happen. Sounds good. So what's going on with you, man? Well, uh... Nope, let's back up. Yeah, let's talk about how we know each other. Timmy Bartholomew Price. Always different middle name with every one of your friends. What is it? Timmy... Timothy Daniel Price. Richard? Richard? Mm-hmm. Timothy Richard Price. Welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you. Timmy and I know each other from college. We uh, were roommates your freshman year and my junior year, I believe, or maybe my sophomore year. And then again. And then we were not roommates for a couple years. And then my senior year and your... Well, we were not roommates for one semester and then we were roommates again. So we were roommates for two semesters, took a semester off, and then... Okay. Moved into my room again. Oh, oh, okay. Wow, your memory's better than mine. Fantastic. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Other than your brother Mitchell, who was on this last week, 
I think I probably have known you longer than anyone else. Is that correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, pretty much everybody that's in the league is from our house church in Ohio. Is that, that's At least that's where yeah. we met. And that would have right. been in 2013. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It would have been 2012, 2012 through to like 2014, something like that. And I met you uh, fall of 2005. So Man, that was so long ago. That was 14 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then you actually moved to China and we lost contact. I, wouldn't, I mean, we, did, we lost contact in a way. I mean, we probably didn't talk for a couple right. of years, several years probably. Yeah, after college, I moved to China for two years, and then I moved back to the U.S., then in Denver, and then uh, almost four years ago, I moved out to Kentucky to pursue another opportunity with missions. So okay. It's, yeah, so let's talk about that. Little... So you and I met in college at the uh, esteemed Bob Jones University. Yes. The one and only, the bastion of the fundamental faith, the buckle of the Bible belt. Back the, when uh, Thomas was uh, studying to be a pastor. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I was there too. I was in the, the Bible program, studying for ministry. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I was talking to somebody about King Lear the other day, and it reminded me that you were uh, with King Lear. You were in, right? Yeah, I was in uh, Shakespeare's King Lear. Yeah, did a, a fair fair amount of acting, uh, stage and, stage acting, and and some stuff for. Their satellite homeschool program did some acting for some things on that. Before we get too far in, I just want to say, like, I I want to follow your lead in the uh, in the interview, but I I think we need to do this, this another time. This is a like, conversation. Where you are the, yeah. Well, I'm just saying I want to do it. I think we need to do it where you are the subject because you're always like interviewing, asking people. But I'd be happy to uh, turn the tables on you because there's <laughs> a lot of a lot of. I don't want it to be you know where I derail at all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so you want to you want to be the one to do that interview? Another episode we need to do. I'll uh, I'll trade seats with you, and uh, we'll learn about Mr. Thomas Need because I think there's a lot of different ways this one could go today. All the different <laughs> stories and things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Well, there's ten people in the uh, in the league, and so maybe we can do week ten. Sounds It'll good. Be me. And then we've got I've got some ideas. So. Um, we kind of joked on the first episode of doing like the, the widows of fantasy football, right? So all the guys that have wives, um, and you know, their take on fantasy football and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, Elliot's wife was listening to the podcast and I think they listened to them all in one weekend, like last weekend. And she's like, I want to be on the podcast. I want to do that. I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> I want to do the wives episode. So maybe we can get, I think there's eight of us, eight of us that are, no, seven of us that are married out of 10. So we'll have all seven on at the same time. You either do a Google Hangout or a FaceTime call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. So maybe that'll be episode 11. And then we've got some other friends from, you know, around that we can put on and stuff. So keep it going. Yeah. So um, you're originally from Colorado. Yeah. Uh, or at least that's where Actually, you call home. Yeah, it's. Born in San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. So lived there till I was three. Go Niners, then, undefeated. <laughs> that's true this year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
then moved to Denver when I was three. My dad works for United Airlines, so that's kind of where I moved around. But that's where home has been since then. My parents and all my brothers still live there. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And um, you went to, you know, really you should be managing all the podcasts because you went to college. You studied radio and television or mass media? Yep, radio and television broadcasting. Yeah, broadcasting, yeah. So I should just record all these and hand them over to you. You can do the mixing, make them sound amazing. I was I was curious what you were, you know what you were using, how you were doing it. You definitely had some fun making the intro. I was impressed. Yeah, a little garage band, a little creativity goes a long go. way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. The hardest part is finding uh, license-free music and yeah. that kind of stuff. So you can get in trouble with that. Oh, if this is a. As we talked about earlier, if this is an unlisted or private YouTube channel, you could get away with whatever you wanted to That's a good put point. on there and not have to worry about. But once you go public, got to obey the man. Hey, it's for all the world. So actually, what's funny is um, <laughs> my my sister, who is 16, shared the podcast with her high school mates. I don't know why I use the term high school mates. I don't know what the kids are saying these days. <laughs> But they passed it around the school, and like a bunch of kids in her high school listened to it last week, and they loved it. They like want to hear another episode. They listened to the episode with with uh, my brother, I think. Um, maybe they listened to more. So, you guys are famous now. No, no pressure. Okay. Yeah, you guys are famous. Um, and it speaks to a younger audience. So that's fantastic. I'll um, save a lot of my stories for when I interview you. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> are, are we going to have to put the uh, we're going to put the explicit e on that one. We're going to have to tag it. <laughs> Depending Expl- on which way we take it. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's funny. So, why did you study radio, television, broadcasting? So, um, ministry has always been something that my parents have really instilled into my um, life from when I was little on, and. Um, you know, scripture memory and ministry were kind of put as paramount. And so when I was thinking about college, I wanted to do something involving ministry of some sort. And so I thought, you know, I love working with kids, so maybe I should look into, um, like, youth ministries. But my youth pastor and several other people said, you know, youth pastors can't always support themselves, and so you should consider doing a secular degree and then go to seminary afterwards. So that was my plan. Yeah. From the get-go, to go to seminary afterwards, um, I enjoyed working with video stuff. Um, I really wanted to do video production. Bob Jones didn't offer that. They either had cinema or broadcasting, and I felt like broadcasting was a little more versatile and not as, you know, yeah. especially the technology that cinema program that Bob Jones was using, a lot of older equipment and things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know that In retrospect, hand. I would have loved to do more video production, but I know it's what God had me. Thankful for the skills that he's provided yeah that's awesome that's fantastic so you stud you did that are you waving to megan in the background i was waving to megan yeah. megan's favorite time to work in the kitchen is when i'm recording the podcast <laughs> without that's all right so uh um, megan and i go way back megan and i go back to freshman speech class first come semester. say hi megan come say hi to the podcast so we've recorded this is podcast number seven i think Four or five of them have been recorded in my kitchen, and uh, it always coincides when Megan decides to clean the kitchen and and throw things around. 
So all that background noise you guys are hearing, that's what that is. That's uh, his wife slaving away for him. Come say hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. 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 You're speaking to an international audience. Yeah. Yeah. Germany. Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Kentucky. Third to, world uh, countries like Kentucky. Third world country, yeah. That's where Timmy's at. Timmy lives in Kentucky, you guys. Full yeah. set of teeth on a premium out here. I will say that, Timmy, the last time you came to our house, you cooked bacon a certain way, and I cook bacon like that every time now, don't I? It's true. We cut, we cut our bacon in half now. So, pro tip for you guys that like to cook bacon, which is all of you, I hope. Um, and this is coming from a world famous bacon maker. Just oh, really? I, well, tell us, give us the yeah. background on that. So, tell us uh, how to make bacon. Enjoyed making bacon for a long time, but uh, I started making bacon really uh, after college. But uh, started doing it like in China, and then I made it uh, a little bit in Korea as well, and um, then back in the U.S and uh, I think maybe even one other country, but every place I've made bacon, people have said, this is the best bacon I've ever had. So I feel like that's kind of famous, and so world famous since it's multiple countries. Mm-hmm. But uh, pro tip, as you were going to say, I, I came to your house, had yeah. breakfast with you uh-huh. back in February of this year, yep. and uh, it was a little unfair. I, I pitted his daughters up against him. It's true. It's true. I was cooking it bacon, was and nice. he was like, he was like, hey, kids, watch this <laughs> and see if, if my bacon's better or your dad's bacon is better. Just totally humiliated me in front of my children. There's a, there's a couple of tips you have to take. You, you got to do thick cut bacon. That's that's a key. And then you got to cut it in half often. People will do the full strips. But if you have a half a strip, it cooks a lot better. And then frequent flipping, like you want to do... You know, 30 seconds, then flip it again. and So it does take some more time. A lot of people just like to throw in the microwave if you're really quick or in the oven on a sheet. But uh, if you really want good bacon, there's some, some tips. Mm. The microwave thing is, uh, that feels like bacon blasphemy to me. Yeah. Like tossing bake, I mean, raw bacon in a microwave and cooking it that way, that is, does not seem right. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I mean, you gotta, gotta appreciate the fact that we're no longer under, under the law, right? Right. You gotta... By doing it that way, it's almost like you're not thankful for the gift of yeah. bacon. Yeah, yep, yep. Free to free to cook it another way. That's beautiful. Um, so pro tip, guys, take it take it to heart. Um, so you finished college and you yeah immediately moved to seminary. China, right? You were planning yeah. to go to seminary. I was, but um, the I started Greek my junior year, second semester. I then had this whole summer, and I was in three countries that summer doing different mission trips. Really awesome summer, but needless to say, it didn't allow for a lot of Greek study. So I came back to school first year of my um, senior year, and second semester of Greek just hit the ground running. I was not prepared, nor did I have enough time, you know, being all the extracurriculars I had going on. And so yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to get into seminary like right when I graduate. I'm going to have to take like a post-grad semester or something. So, I, you know, just knew that God had a plan, but it was also kind of frustrating because that had been my goal from high school to go to seminary immediately following and you know, I would pay my whole way. So the GA ship where, you know, graduate assistant program would pay for your schooling. You know, if I had to do a post-grad, I would have to pay for it myself. So I was like, I don't know if I can go into more debt. But then, uh, 
January of my senior year, so a couple months before I graduated, I heard about this opportunity to go to China, and they'd actually, the Chinese government would pay your way to get in. So you didn't have to raise support, which is what wow. a lot of missionaries have to do. Um, they, You just had to have a degree. You didn't have to have a certification. You didn't have to be a teacher. So as long as you had an American bachelor's degree, you could get in. And mm-hmm. so I um, jumped at the opportunity and uh, moved over to China as part of a small group. I mean, it was like about 50 of us between uh, three or four schools and a um, small city of seven million people over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, taught yeah. English by day. That probably was a small city, day. wasn't it? Seven it million was, was, yeah. was a small city. They would say that with a straight face. Like, yeah, it's just a small city of seven million. Oh, my word. You know, you're just like, yeah. Wow. But it was so, like, condensed, too. Like, land-wise, it was, you know, just like any metro area, but smaller. And yeah. there were no houses. It's just all skyscrapers from miles and miles. Just apartment so. after apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so how long were you in China? Two years. Okay. And, um, yeah. And then you came back to Colorado. Did you say you lived in Korea for a little while? I'm not sure. I was no, I just visited. In. I okay. visited our okay. uh, mutual friend, Suhiko. Ah, Suhiko. Yes. I remember Suhi. Um, so you were just taking your bacon tour out there, cooking bacon. That's where that came up. Okay. That sounds so wrong. Yeah, I was uh, visiting. <laughs> How does bacon tours sound wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was before I moved to China. I visited over there. Told yeah, that story a little out of order, but yeah. yeah. And then you came back to Colorado, and and eventually ended up in Kentucky. Correct. Yeah. Just and you're just outside Cincinnati. Yeah, like ten minutes. Yeah. So if you guys remember from episode two, um, Timmy joined us at the Bengals Niners game uh, for that shellacking, um, and. Uh, I mean, we, we thought about parking at your house. You live so close to the stadium. It's like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, we just got there so early. <clears throat> That's cool. So this is a good transition. So football, um, you kind of have torn allegiances. You, you live most of your life in Colorado, um, but you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah. And, and But you also support the Broncos, and now you live yeah, near the Bengals. Yeah, favorite AFC team, favorite AFC team. Once every four years they play, so it's not really that big of a conflict of interest. Right in fact, on. I got to go down to that game in Dallas back in, I want to say, 2013 or so. Um, Peyton Manning was playing for the Broncos, Tony Romo, Cowboys. It was a 51-48 to 48 game. Oh, wow. It was pretty awesome. Oh, wow. So, that's that's yeah. probably that's the year uh, Peyton broke that touchdown record, right? Yeah, that was the year that they had those. They went to the Super Bowl and got killed by the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh man, crazy! Uh, that was the um, seventy-point game in the, for Peyton in the first game of the season, and he was on Matthew Murphy's bench. <laughs> I saw that in the text message. Yeah, that? that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was on a lot of people's bench that day. I mean, nobody. A lot of people thought he wasn't going to well, be good. They just kind of just come back from all the injuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just kind of picked him up and uh, stashed him for later, just in case he was good. And then he he throws like <laughs> he seven <did>. touchdowns <laughs> the first game. That night, that was the night Nora Kate was born. Oh, my oldest. She was. I was at the hospital watching the game while Megan was in labor. <laughs> so I had this. Uh, um, I had this. Uh, 
It was memorable fee- for you too. Oh, it was yeah. <laughs> it was a great night. Um, I had uh, this feed um, on Facebook um, about how uh, uh, what's his name? Well, who's the quarterback that plays for Denver now? Flacco. How Flacco was going to throw an interception before my daughter was born, and uh, he did. He threw an interception before Norcate was born. I called it. Um, so yeah, very memorable evening that that game. Oh yeah, and my daughter was born. Yeah. Yeah, and and your daughter. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So if you had to if you had to take one or the other, is it Dallas or is it Denver? Oh, it's definitely Dallas. Um, really? I'm a Cowboys fan primarily. Yeah, I had several family members. Yeah, where's that come from? That gave me. Cowboys memorabilia and apparel and things. So it's kind of indoctrinated from mm-hmm. part of it was like my grandmother wanted to get on my grandfather's nerves because he's a Giants fan. They, they're from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And so That's right. she and several other people were Cowboys fans. So yeah, that was kind of the, the team. And when, you know, honestly, like growing up, the Broncos were not great for a while until they won those two Super Bowls and mm-hmm. they kind of regressed and things. So and yeah, the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls during that time. So yeah, way back in the day. Yep. And I think their their record is uh, five hundred since then. Yeah, it's it's been pretty rough. Yeah, and Dak's looking worse and worse every game this year. Yeah, they've lost both their tackles this last game, but yeah, to get beat by the Jets, that was oh boy, that was hard. Yeah, but this whole season honestly has been a lot of parody. You know, you, yeah. the, Chief, the Chiefs have been losing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, teams that we thought were going to be good. So, yeah, it makes it more of, entertaining, I guess. Yeah, a lot of injuries, a lot of quarterback injuries. A lot of teams are down to their second and third quarterbacks. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how's your fan, what's your fantasy team record? Uh, this is actually the worst fantasy year I've ever had. I'm uh, one in four. And I, it's How are you doing tonight? Though. It's Monday night, yeah. I have not checked it. As long as the uh, uh, um, team I'm against did not meet their uh, projections, then I would be okay. But if they meet their projections, it looks like they're not doing so well right now. Right now they're projected to lose by six. So. Who, who are you playing? Uh, Dak Attack. Oh, yeah, that's Jared Vance. So, yeah. Or Jared Vance. Yeah. The guy that was supposed to be. He was supposed tonight. to be on tonight. Yeah, so... Um, he had a family emergency Saturday when we were going to record, and then um, I had we were going to record last night, and then some friends of mine from out of town popped in unexpectedly right when we were going to start recording, and so it kind of all got moved to this weekend. So appreciate you uh, hopping in last minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I reminisced with your brother last week when you said you uh, forced him to be on here. I remember <laughs> I came into town visiting you back. Uh, <laughs> Is it September of Labor Day weekend yeah, of almost, 2017? Yeah, and we're just like hanging out, and you're like, "Do you like fantasy football?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I didn't know if I was going to be able to play that year because I hadn't uh, heard. Which about I was surprised. Movies. I didn't know you were into it at all. Yeah, and uh, you're like, "Well, can you please be a part of our league?" Because uh, somebody had dropped out. Yeah, um, and so yeah. I, and then you came right in, I and I think you went straight to the championship game your first year, yeah, didn't I you? I got second that year. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool, man. Um, so how's it, how's it looking? Do you think you can uh, recover your season? Is, do you think there's a fight and hope here for you? You know, if I, if I uh, could play my bench players every week, 
I would I'd be doing very well <laughs> every week. Whoever I put on the bench has an awesome week. It's like it crazy out every single week, no matter yeah. if I keep the same people in or flip them around. Yeah, every, like I, last week, um, Golden Tate had like six points or something. So I uh, put him on the bench, and he had twenty points this last week. You know, I thought going against the Patriots defense on a short week. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. Saquon Barkley is supposed to come back this next week, which he's been injured the last three Yeah. Three oh, yeah, you picked so, him up, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so it could yeah. turn around. Could turn around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with... Leave him on the bench when he's, uh, when he's playing. Yeah, I mean, our league is... Like someone is... else I might know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Christian McCaffrey on the bench. I, I, think, I, think, there was something, I think there was something wrong. I think there was a glitch, because it said Jacoby Brissett was active and McCaffrey had a buy. And Did you I have f- next week selected? I f- it must it must have been. I must have flipped over to next week or something. Because then, then when I came back and looked at my Yeah, when I came back and looked at my lineup, it was it was all off. Like Jacoby Brissett was on a buy, McCaffrey was active and I missed the McCaffrey thing and I, I don't know. Half my receivers were out. Disaster. It's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I can come with all kinds of excuses. <laughs> Master of, of fantasy football excuses. That's funny. Um, so you have a dad. I do. And I'm sure. Uh, this is probably why the high schoolers tune in. Let's be honest. He probably dropped a few dad jokes in his day. So, and as a male species, it's, it's something that's in you, right? Uh, give me your best dad joke. So my dad jokes often look off of other people's jokes. Uh-huh. So I will tell a dad joke, but I think most of mine are often the the corny, you know, ones that come after. Like I've I've told the joke where I have more my uh, my jokes have more corn than Nebraska. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had a friend let me know the other day that uh, he needed like the city had cut off his water supply and so he had to uh go dig out in his backyard because i guess they had some match they had water rights through their land and they had some water out back so um he was speaking a digging project to get water to his house so i sent him a get, get well soon card mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and, uh, perfect that actually that almost went over my head well, he that's funny a, he, he sent me a text back and said i dig it so <laughs> Nice. Legit. There you go. That's good. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to share, and I'm curious to find out more about, um, is you are a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. Are you third degree, first degree, second degree? How does that work? Fifth degree. You are... What? You're fifth a fifth degree, degree black, belt black belt. in Taekwondo for 19 years. actually ran a school before moving out to Kentucky. So That's right. One... One rank away from becoming a master. Oh my word! So my question was: Are you? Because I remember in college, I think you were a third degree when we were in college. I didn't realize you had stuck with it. Third into fourth, yeah. yeah. And um, are you still doing it? Do you still train now? I haven't since I moved to Kentucky. Um, there's, you know, part of it's just being busy, and part of it's kind of difficult to connect. But um, laziness, yeah, sure, it, yeah, yeah. There, no, I'll, I'll be honest. There's been some laziness. <laughs> I'd have a couple dad jokes along with the dad's stomach. You don't have the kids to show for <laughs> yeah. it, as Thomas pointed out. 
the taekwondo dad bod yeah but uh no i'd love to get back into it it's uh it's something like i said i did for two-thirds of my life 32 now but when i stopped it was i was 29 i started when i was 10 so 19 years wow um so fifth degree so how does that work? How do they determine whether you're a, like a, a third or a fourth or a fourth or a fifth? So there's tests and there's requirements in yeah. between each one. So like one of them is a time amount. Like for the style that I did, you had a minimum amount of time as much as like the rank of your belt. Mm-hmm. You had to wait that many years. So in order to be a second degree, you had, or as a first degree, you had to wait one year before you could test to be second degree and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, um, and then there's... Um, different midterms, like things that you have to do physically to, to show that you've learned things. And then there's events that you have to attend. So I had to travel nationally, attend different conferences and tournaments and participate in different things. And then at this level, you know, another reason why it's kind of hard to move up at this point is you have to have a school and have to have a certain amount of students, which right. um, I had when I was in Colorado. But when God called me out here, it yeah. was kind of like, pick up everything and go so it was it was hard um especially like after i'd been out here a little bit my uh instructor back in colorado um who i'd been with for 19 years said hey i want to you know i don't want to sell the school to you i want to give it to you can you please move back here and take oh, over wow. it it's like oh like so it was one of those things where it's like okay i'm gonna trust god that he's had me on the path that he has me and yeah you know, there's no but um it's one of those things too where it's a commitment mm-hmm. so when you're teaching students you're like committing to them just like they're committing to you and um i'm in a season of life right now where i feel god has called me to um, overseas missions in some form or fashion and so uh, like this last summer i went to honduras three times a year before i did africa and a couple yeah of you've been doing a lot of short-term trips. missions recently yeah and so um several times a year i'm not right? sure where that will yeah I'm not, i basically use all my vacation from work to go on these missions trips yeah uh but so I don't know what that means. Like God could call me, and if if I had like a school and the students, and it sounds like an excuse, but I think it honestly would be unfair to them to just kind of unplug and go. So right, there there could be ways around it. It's just something I haven't really wanted to wrestle with. Yeah, even though I, I miss it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I took Taekwondo as a kid um, just for like a year or two. I was like a yellow belt and fought in one tournament or sparred in one tournament. Um, and then I got into sports and, and lost interest. Um, but I've been thinking about it a lot recently. And um, I, I thought Taekwondo was great for striking, but um, uh, Jiu-Jitsu is getting really big around the country. And I thought it would be really cool to tie, like to have you know some striking ability, but to tie in... Uh, no pun intended, uh, jujitsu, um, mm-hmm. to be able to just, you know, tie somebody up and not, you know, be able to, do you have any opinion on like what's better or yeah. what the, most in the world, the MMA. Yes. So, MMA. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, so I enjoy some MMA, but yeah. I really enjoy like the more people that you can see are disciplined yeah. because unfortunately a lot of it is just brawling and I don't like that. Like, I don't like mm. to see two guys just going crazy against each other. Um, what I would say is... Yeah, it seems like they're just anybody, brawling until they can get on the ground and grapple. Yeah. There's a couple guys that have a background, and I think you need to study at least five years, preferably ten or more, in a certain discipline. Like, that's all you do. Yeah. And then build on to it from there, because you have to have a foundation, something that you're strong in. Yeah. And 
then add on it's these two guys that did i did two years here and i got three years over here and i got black belt in that and i you know you can get a black belt in two years in a lot of styles yeah not every style but there's a lot of styles you can do that so when you hear somebody has a black belt you have to really ask some more questions and see what was required and all that yeah and really you know like a first degree black belt takes some work it's not a give me but yeah. really when you hear a higher levels degree they're like okay they've actually put some time and effort into that right um so if you're going for most bang for your buck, though, look up Krav Maga Israeli oh, yeah. martial arts self-defense. They don't even have tournaments in it because it's just nasty. Like, I, I've i done Krav Maga training, I, you know, I think technically the first couple of belts because I did it really intensively in like a, a boot camp type thing. Yeah. But uh, it's just how can I disable my opponent as fast as I can? So it's just... Whereas Taekwondo is very much an art, and it's you know, focus on the technique, and you strike, and rotation, and everything like that. Yeah. Same thing with Jiu-Jitsu, there's a lot of technique. Krav Maga, there's technique, but it's like, I want to disable this person before they disable me. And so, I'm going to do any means necessary, and they even have a saying where they said, I don't know what the other person is going to do to me, and I don't know what level of martial art or fighting ability they have, so I'm going to just attack first and disable. Oh, wow. So, yeah, if you're just looking for something... To be able to, you know, handle yourself. Handle my business? I would, yeah. Yeah, I would say handle handle your business with Krav Maga. That would okay. be the way to go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've, I don't know what piqued my interest. Probably listening to Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if you ever listened to that. Yeah, but he, I have not listened to him, but yeah. He was, he's a good talker. Oh, he's fantastic. Well, he was a, <laughs> he was a black belt in Taekwondo. And he... Yeah. Um, uh, did tournaments nationally and he um, was in the running for the U.S. Olympic team at one point. But then uh, he went over to kickboxing and then he went over to jujitsu. And, and all he does now is jujitsu. But he said it's great to have, he says he needs, he wants the striking and the, the grappling mm-hmm. together. Um, right. And I've like, so I think that's piqued my interest in doing something that, that's fun, but also a way to get in shape. And, uh, um, also, a way to, to to thump somebody, you know, if I have to. Yeah, well, and Krav Maga is cool too because you get like to work with weapons. And oh stuff. yeah, so, like they teach you how to like oh, take cool. away guns. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so it's a little more practical in case there's a situation. Yeah. Um. Fantastic, man. Well, this has been a fantastic interview. I'm glad we got to do this. Um, yeah. I know we tried a couple weeks ago and our schedules didn't match up, but um, so let's finish with the three M. Yeah. Uh, movie, music, media. Uh, so I'm going to give you my favorite movie all time. I haven't really watched anything super recent that sticks out, but uh, probably a movie no one's heard of, but it's my favorite movie <laughs> all time called The Fighting Temptations. Uh, okay. I wasn't sure where you were going with this, but okay, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Close second, Milltown Pride. Oh, we'll gosh. Talk about that next time. Oh. <laughs> um. No, the fighting Fight temptations. temptations. All right. Uh, about a black church down south. Uh, lots of humor, but it's like if you've been in church a long time, it's like stuff where you just—I don't know. I grew up very conservative, and so a lot of that's just kind of funny. There's a lot of things that you have if you watch multiple times, you can catch on to things going on in the background. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Beyonce Knowles. Okay. Good musical score in there as well. Nice. Um, books. I, uh, media, if you will, I've been going through this, uh, audiobook series called The Chronicles of the Nephilim, which normally any books that I read are more like Christian living or like how to improve and 
right. understand different things. So I don't really do a ton of like fantasy or you know things. But this one, this guy named Brian Gadawa, he uh, takes these stories from the Bible and like um, makes them into real people essentially. And so he his first one's about Noah and is like, what would life have been around the time of the flood? And he takes the passages very seriously about the war of the of the serpent versus Eve and you know how the sons of God, the demons, came and procreated with women and created the Nephilim, the giants. Okay. And how that has carried out and so like when David, when he was fighting Goliath, it wasn't just a little guy and a giant. It was actually David, the Messiah King, you know, the one who yeah. the true Messiah would come from after against the seed of the serpent and Goliath, the Nephilim. You know, they had the six fingers and toes. And so yeah. it, it it's just gone through. And it's been very interesting um, how it's made the Bible much more real because it honestly there's like stuff in there where it's like a little more fanciful or uh, or things that kind of like okay i don't know but it kind of makes you think like when the bible talks about you know all these different you know creatures you know could they have been real like it talks about satyrs and sometimes like different translations like the king james translates it into like uh jekyll jekylls or something like that but you go back it's actually like a satyr which is like a half goat half man yeah and yeah you know they have these different gods or you know if you thought think about um the demons parading around as Baal or different things like why were those there's so much idol worship in that day or you know and so it has like conversations with these or you know takes the epic of uh, gilgamesh and he yeah. tells that story and turns him into nimrod who you know if you studied things there's a lot of similarities so that's um, interesting yeah very yeah. very cool it takes some time. Um, I, unfortunately, there's a, like a look, like more the, the demons because they, like, apparently they like sex a lot. So there's a lot of like graphic stuff, even though the do. Bible kind of like yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if I really want you to go that much in detail, but some the Chronicles of, of the Nephilim. The Chronicles of the Nephilim. Who's it by? Brian Gadawa. Brian Gadawa. That's good. That's a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. For music, uh, I'm gonna go broad. I, I um, most like probably about ninety five percent of what I listen to is Christian music. So, yeah, um, I've been able to use that to about a year and a half ago start this thing called Song of the Day, where I put together a little devotional with scripture and a song that yeah. encourages people, and put it on Twitter every day, and then um, send that out to people. So even if they don't have Twitter, they can get that and. Over the last few years, I've sent it out to you know probably anywhere between twenty and fifty people on a daily basis, um, and so that that keeps me on my toes, putting stuff together. Sometimes I reuse old stuff, but um, that's been a really cool way to use some of the, the music that God has had has worked in my life and encouraged me with. So um, yeah, if you uh, want to hear some music I've been listening to, it's uh, at S O T D, which stands for Song of the Day underscore o b g g which is only by god's grace so s o at s o t d underscore o b g g perfect we'll put it in the episode notes that's fantastic there you go legit man well thanks again so much yeah thank you yeah all right i'll talk to you soon man all right sounds good all right bye thank you to timmy price again for being on the podcast today 
you can find his song recommendations at SOTD underscore OBGG on Twitter. Look it up. And as the outro today, we're going to pay homage to his time in China and leave you with a little cultural music from our Far East brothers and sisters. Enjoy. Enjoy.